0: Drop the the. Just Facebook. It's cleaner. Hello and welcome to Mike's and Movies, the podcast where you can sit back, relax, and allow yourself to feel like you're sitting around with friends talking about movies. I'm your host, Alex Hana, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Deshaun Corbin. Great to be back. Yeah, you were you were dearly missed last podcast. <laughs> so this is our monthly recap where we talk about all of the big goings on in the month prior. And today we'll be discussing the news, trailers, and movies of November 2021, and what we're looking forward to in December. Just a uh, full disclosure, we are actually recording this about two weeks into December because of technical difficulties last week. When we talk about movies coming out in December, a couple of them are already out, so full disclosure. I but uh, w- without further ado, let's get into it. So the first bit of news that we're going to talk about actually already has a caveat to it because a further development came from it in the past like week. I don't know exactly when. But that is the news that the Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron was canceled. Now, did you hear the uh, the development that came from it? Yeah, but I
1: heard that obviously yeah, now it's not canceled, right? Right, <laughs>
0: right. So <laughs> it's not necessarily canceled. And everything that I had to say about it is kind of moot because I was going to talk about how it, it was, you know, this whole thing with Kathleen Kennedy and her conflicts with the directors and everything. Well, now you're but, wrong. But... I, did then was there news that she it, that Patty Jenkins is okay let me let's let's explain for a second yeah. so there news came out in november that patty jenkins uh famously the director of wonder woman wonder woman 84 1984
1: and it monster a, one of my favorite movies yes
0: she was very excited to direct a rogue squadron movie and for whatever reason dropped out with the the excuse of quote-unquote a scheduling conflict now the news came out that she dropped out of her other project not wonder woman 3 but cleopatra i don't think there was news that it was in favor of rogue squadron like she dropped out of cleopatra to go back to rogue squadron but that's what people are saying was there news that that like was that confirmed
1: not officially but that's uh the rumor mill that's what people are
0: saying all right, well, as, as this story develops, we'll we'll continue talking about it. If if it comes out that she's back on, we'll talk about it then. But until then, it's up in the air. Um, let's talk about the Disney Plus Day that happened. When did it happen? November 12th? Yep, November 12th. All right, so uh, Disney Plus Day is Disney's day to pump and promote anything and everything about Disney Plus. And they, they did... But, I don't know, in my opinion, they didn't do, a like, a great job of it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it was underwhelming.
0: That's a I good one to use. To be incredible. fair, it was the first Disney
1: Plus day. And, like, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, a D23 thing, but.
0: Well, even still, like, the way they did it, the way they did it is fine. Like, I'm not, they didn't try to do, like, a live stream like uh, DC did with DC Fandom. Yeah. Which is fine, but they still didn't release much to get anybody hyped about anything.
1: I mean, there's I a couple of cool things,
0: right? Like they have, like they announced things coming out on Disney Plus that day, which you know most of it we already knew, like Shang Chi, Jungle Cruise, etc. Aside from that, I mean, they they had a few like twenty second teasers for some upcoming MCU shows. Yeah. Nothing like they showed a little tiny bit of footage of Moon Knight, tiny bit of footage of Miss Marvel, a tiny bit of footage of She Hulk, but nothing to be like to get. At least me, excited. I don't know how you feel.
1: Those tra- those uh teasers were like uh, something you would show if you're announcing
0: a show, you know? Like Right. They weren't even like teaser trailers. They were like little commercials that you would see on TV as like a uh, coming this fall. <laughs> Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac. And then it just shows a which little clip great. of him jumping across the street or something. I don't know. They also announced two new Marvel animated series, which I guess... I mean the one I actually really like, which is the Spider-Man freshman year. It's M- the MCU's Peter yeah. Parker's first year as Spider-Man, which I like.
1: Uh, I, I wish it was. I wish it wasn't freshman year though. You know, I wish it was.
0: Well, the whole point is that we're learning how he became Spider-Man. We didn't get to see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you care though? Be like, do you really care?
0: Not enough for there to be a movie about it, but I'll watch a little animated show, show about yeah. it. Um, and then the other show that they announced. The other animated Marvel series that they announced was Marvel Zombies, <sighs> which is an entire show based on the premise of one of my least favorite episodes of What If?
1: The worst episode, not even. My least- I don't.
0: I don't remember if it's the worst, but yeah, it's it's down there. Um, they gave us a title for the previous, like already announced, previously announced Agatha Harkness series. Uh, and for those that don't remember or are unaware, Agatha is a character from WandaVision, the best character from WandaVision, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and she's a witch. The show is going to be called Agatha House of Harkness, yes. which I guess is it's a cool title. That's but, a great title. But woohoo, we got a title. <laughs> oh, and, and we got a title treatment. They showed us the logo. Woohoo. Uh and then we also got an image of Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury without an eye patch for Secret Invasion. Yeah, interesting. I guess. <laughs> um But he doesn't have an eye patch. But we've seen him without an eye patch twice already.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't have an eye patch now.
0: He just straight up <laughs> doesn't have it. You're right. This is kind of cool. Uh they're doing a reboot of the 90s animated X-Men series.
1: That is beyond cool. And with the Returning voice cast, yeah, <laughs> as much as they could get,
0: and it's just—it's basically. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's—it's it's a continuation of where they left off in the '90s yeah. series, right?
1: Yeah, literally picking up where we left off because it—it never ended. It was a uh, cliffhanger technically.
0: So it takes place in the '90s, or does? Is there really no clear like time frame in the original? I don't remember. Well, you could
1: t- you could tell us the nineties just how everyone dresses and shit, but like, I if guess I they stick with that. Yeah, 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 I would imagine so. Yeah, that's probably the best animated, like, uh, cartoon superhero show ever. So that's awesome.
0: Hold on, are you dissing Batman the Animated Series? Oh, yeah, I
1: forgot about that. All right, that is Batman the Animated Series number one, X Men number two.
0: All right, um, there was also an announcement of an MCU show called Echo, which is about a character that is currently being very prominently featured in Hawkeye. Yeah, um, very surprised. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I kind of am too. I didn't know who she was before I saw her in Hawkeye, and now that I've seen her in Hawkeye, she's cool. But I don't know. Like, how are they going to do a whole show? I guess we'll see how they end Hawkeye.
1: I would imagine they would do like some story arc with her. Like, I don't know if you want to say finding out more about her dad's history, but is that going to be boring as a show? I don't know. It all depends on how Hawkeye ends, but you know.
0: All right. Uh, they also showed a teaser for the Baymax show that they announced a year ago at the Disney Investor Day, which yeah. was which was nice, but...
1: And I don't get, like, the premise. Is he just going to just be Baymax or healthcare physician, <laughs> like, or is he going <laughs> to still be superhero Baymax? I don't
0: know. Oh, I'm sure, like, the show will be, like, he's he's does what he's designed to do. And then something will happen, and he has to spring into action as superhero Baymax. That would be my guess. Um, they announced a Cars series called Cars on the Road, because yeah. what the world needs more of is Cars.
1: I love Cars. I will die on that hill. Do you really? I do. I, I hate Cars too. It was basically James Bond was Cars too. But the problem is that they made Mater the spy and not Lightning McQueen. It should have been Lightning.
0: That's that- weird.
1: Cars 3 was great. I love Cars one. Love Cars.
0: See, I saw Cars in the theater in theaters when uh-huh. it came out. Um the first one. And it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good enough. I mean, I didn't walk out thinking, "Oh, man, what a waste of time." But I never ever had the desire to ever rewatch it or even see Cars 2 or 3. See Cars 3. Well, not... I would need to rewatch the first one cuz I haven't seen it since it came out. So Yeah. <clears throat> all right, moving on from from Cars. I'm sorry. I know how much you love it, but all right, so they also announced a Princess and the Frog series. Obviously, there's an audience for Cars because they made tons of movies about it. They have a whole Cars Land at Disneyland. Right. Princess and the Frog was a flop.
1: It didn't make as much as it should have. I think I think it's underrated,
0: but yeah. No, it's not bad. But it nobody seems to care about it. And she, uh, to be fair, she uh, Tiana—that's her name, right? Tiana. Yeah. She's featured in Disney World, like amongst all the other princesses. Yeah.
1: She was even in a uh, uh, Ralph breaks in that. She was in the princess right. room. So yeah, she they, they they didn't forget about it. It's just that the the public.
0: Right. Right. And they're they're revamping the um the Splash Mountain ride, at yeah. Disney World they're going to be revamping it to be princess and the frog themed which makes sense cuz it's like a it's going to take place in like a bog or a swamp it,
1: it, it seems like a sequel is coming <laughs> like you know
0: it kind of does weird,
1: which will be weird but yeah you know.
0: but that makes me happy for one reason and one reason only more hand drawn animation yeah which i love all right we got slightly more info on what zootopia plus is going to be which is a, another thing that was announced a year ago at the Disney Investor Day. And it's basically just going to be like short stories about all of the animals seen in Zootopia. Cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Uh an image and release date. This one I'm actually I actually care about. An image and release date for Hocus Pocus 2. Yes. Are you a Hocus Pocus fan?
1: Big, big Hocus Pocus.
0: I was actually on a podcast talking about Hocus Pocus. My buddy Adam's podcast. Summer Movie Club. For this one, it was in October, and they were doing a month of Halloween movies, and they let me pick my favorite childhood Halloween movie. So I did Hocus Pocus, and uh, it was a blast. So go and check that out. Good pick by you. Yeah, well, what can I say? I have incredible taste. They announced a new Ice Age movie called The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Are you an Ice Age fan?
1: Uh, I like the first one. I like the second one. Lost me after the third one. And then... I saw them all they got worse as it went on
0: yeah I I liked the first one I remember sort of liking the second one I think but yeah I never saw any of the other ones after that the live action Pinocchio movie which kind of disappointingly is only going to be on Disney Plus which is starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto Uh gets a fall 2022 release date a cheaper by the dozen reboot is coming in March of 2022, starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union, yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave a release year for *Disenchanted*. They said it's going to be in 2022. When in 2022? Who knows? But *Disenchanted* is the sequel to *Enchanted*, with Amy Adams, Adina Menzel, James Marsden, Patrick um, Dempsey. He played. He was all uh, right. In Patrick him. Dempsey was in it. Um, a *Wormtail* from S- *Harry Potter*. was in it? Susan Sarandon was an enchant. Oh, yeah, she was. So, yeah, they're making a sequel called Disenchanted, and it's going to be in released in 2022. It could be in January, could be in February, could be in March, could be in April, could be in May, could be in July, could be in August, could be in September, could be in October, could be in November. It's probably not in December,
1: Probably not December.
0: The Willow series gets a first look and also a 2022 release date. And then This is the weird part, and it was kind of going to feed off of what we were going to talk about previously about Rogue Squadron, but we'll still go into it. The only Star Wars project that was even mentioned was Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to. And it got like a 90 second behind the scenes look with zero footage from the show, by the way. They didn't show any footage from the show, but it's the only thing they talked about. Is that weird to you?
1: It's not weird. Um
0: well Lucasfilm announced like an array of Disney Plus projects an entire year ago at the Investor Day. They announced Orlando series, they announced the Cassian Andor series, the Acolyte, the Ahsoka Tano series, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it's coming out in like a week, and it was probably like a month out at that point. Uh-huh. But they still could have said something like, Hey guys, don't forget Book of Boba Fett coming yeah. in December, end of December. But they did
1: say that uh, Anakin's coming back for Obi-Wan. That's
0: cool. Well, that was already announced. They announced that he was back in Obi-Wan and in Ahsoka.
1: Oh, they know he was in Ahsoka, actually.
0: Yeah, he's going to be in Ahsoka. So, like I said, this was going to kind of feed off of the whole Rogue Squadron story. But to me, this could potentially be further demonstration that Kathleen Kennedy is floundering as the head of Lucasfilm. think so. They didn't say anything about anything else. They didn't even have any footage ready for Obi-Wan. Sure. Does that mean no? there's been no movement on anything? Or are they waiting for something?
1: I, I would say waiting. What I are they waiting what, for? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're waiting for. But Star Wars Day in six months? Truthfully, I think Star Wars is in a good spot. Coming off the new trilogy, people have mixed opinions on that. But I think Star Wars is in a pretty good spot right now. I think... I think wise.
0: Yeah, I don't know that it's in a necessarily, I would say it's in a good spot. I mean, the only thing really is that we had the Mandalorian season one and two, which everybody loved Yeah. compared to the sequel trilogy, which was polarizing to say the least. I think they're on their way to be like they they very clearly have learned from the mistakes that they've made. They're pulling back. They're reevaluating or they have reevaluated and now they're laying the groundwork for what they're going to do moving forward. Uh, My real
1: question, are we ever going, like, when's the next movie?
0: Well, it was going to be Rogue Squadron.
1: I still think that's going to happen, but.
0: Well, keep in mind that for the past, I want to say two years, Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige have each been separately developing Star Wars movies. So maybe soon we'll hear something about those. Or Kathleen Kennedy will do what she always does and lose both of them because of creative differences who knows overall in my opinion disney plus day was a disappointment with like they didn't announce or showcase very much i don't know what do you think were you were you disappointed by it or were you just kind of like yeah it was fine
1: it was underwhelming i won't say disappointed because like i didn't expect
0: a lot i guess that's true yeah i wasn't really going into it like oh i can't wait oh, to we're see gonna all the cool stuff yeah we're gonna see everything coming up like no I I
1: expected them to show some, show some things and you got more coming or you got more. You could have shown
0: what they needed was either like one big trailer, like for Obi-Wan, like an Obi-Wan, if they had shown an Obi-Wan teaser trailer, like a full minute 30 to two minute teaser of Obi-Wan, that would have felt like, all right, Disney plus day was they did it or like one big announcement
1: to make it feel like an event. Yeah, right. Actually, I I would have loved that they. I would love for them not to make an adult content side because I don't think they're ever going to do that. But just to say, we have the Fox library. Let's make Fox its own section on there. Well, be Century Studios now. I don't think they ever do that, but I would love if they did.
0: No, they absolutely should because they have every other studio separate. They have Disney, Pixar, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Nat Geo, and Star Wars. Uh Or I mean, not Star Wars, Marvel. Yeah, all separate. So why not have a separate thing for 20th century studios? Yeah, I
1: think it'll be genius. And that could have been uh,
0: not like that wasn't like
1: make or break a Disney plus day. But it'll be a nice like announcement. Say we had and like show just a little splash phase of all the stuff you now have that you can put on. But, you know, we'll see. All
0: right. Well, that was the Disney plus day recap. Didn't really have anything good to say about it. So let's move on to something happy and exciting. Which is that November fourteenth was the twentieth anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or for you British listeners, the Philosopher's Stone. Were you a Harry Potter fan, Deshaun?
1: I, I like the, like the world of Harry Potter. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge
0: fan of the movies, though. Okay, well then you might want to take a take a back seat for this one. Are right, you going to geek out? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. My first exposure to Harry Potter was in second grade when my teacher read it to us. And at that point, I mean, I was in second grade, so I was seven years old. But then she told us they were making a movie, and my stupid seven-year-old mind thought it was going to be like an animated movie. It came out when I was in third grade, and I I still remember exactly who I saw it with. And I remember just being enraptured by it and becoming basically obsessed immediately And the rest is, is history because I haven't read them in a while, but I used to read the entire series once a year and then it became like every year and a half. So I would read them in the summer and then the next winter. And then the next summer at this point, I mean, I haven't read them in like probably like three years, but I know the story of Harry Potter inside and out. I used to get so excited for every movie being released uh, it was my life. And when the last one was coming out, I wrote like this open letter and put it on Facebook about how like, this is the end of my childhood and Jeez. Yeah, man, I was I, I still, I still love Harry Potter. Not so much the newer stuff that has come out, like the cursed child or the fantastic B stuff, but yeah. the actual Harry Potter series books one through seven and movies one through eight. Love them. Even though you're not a fan, what are your thoughts do you remember seeing the first one in theaters? Do you remember yeah. how you felt? It was a school
1: trip. I remember it perfectly. I thought it was amazing.
0: All right. Well, HBO Max is releasing a retrospective of the first movie called Return to Hogwarts. Is that something that you will watch? Sure, I will watch it.
1: I think those those three are awesome. Great characters.
0: Well, I mean, this thing, this Return to Hogwarts thing, is not. It's the entire cast of the first movie and the director, Chris Columbus. And probably producer David Heyman and JK Rowling.
1: But are they talking or are they like actually like perform? No, it
0: has nothing to they're not like making another Harry Potter or doing anything like that. But the trailer for it, they actually put together like a little teaser for it. Yeah. And it shows them like getting their letters to Hogwarts and going onto the train. Like they put like they produced an actual like cinematic teaser for it, which is pretty cool. But from what I gather, they did release one image which is literally just Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint sitting in chairs, which I guess talking, but yeah, I, I just, I figured it was just going to be them talking about it, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm definitely looking forward to it and I'm going to watch it know. as soon as it comes out, which is <laughs> New Year's Day. So ball drops. I'm, I'm tearing it on HBO Max. Well, that's all of the news, sort of. I mean, that's all of the, war, you know, stories worth talking about. Not much happened in November, really let's move on to some trailers which again not a whole lot of trailers were released in november that are worth talking about except for one big one that we're not going to talk about because i'm not watching it did you watch the second trailer for spider-man no way home i did not oh good whew all right cool so then we can still talk about the movie without you knowing more than me all right so the first trailer we'll talk about is morbius The uh, synopsis for Morbius is as follows. Dr. Michael Morbius, played by Jared Leto, suffers from a rare blood disease, and in desperation to help himself and everyone else around the world with the same disease, he works to find a cure. Upon doing so, he is turned into a vampire. Dun-dun-dun. Based on this trailer, it looks like the kind of movie that would have come out in the early 2000s, like with X-Men and Blade. Yeah. Which I kind of love, but... Yeah, no, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting that they're going for that style slash tone, I guess you could say. I'm... I don't know about you, but I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto, especially lately. Like, I feel like he tries way too hard to give, like, these flashy standout performances. But this seems... Like, this seems like an interesting role for him. Like, it's not... It's not flashy and standout, and it's not, it's just kind of, there's nothing really, look at me about it.
1: Yeah, it seems, uh, see, grounded is not the right word for it, but I get what you're saying.
0: There's a couple of parts where it makes him see, makes the character of Michael Morbius seem stupid. Like, the line, some form of bat radar. (laughs) You mean sonar? (laughs) Isn't he supposed to be a doctor? Shouldn't he know what sonar is? I mean, he's not a doctor of sonar, but I'm not a doctor. I barely even have a college education.
1: Yet you know what? Sonar. Yet
0: I know what sonar is. <laughs> but, I'm, not,
1: uh, I'm not blaming him for a shitty script. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not
0: blaming Jared Leto for it. I'm saying the character.
1: Yeah, I know. I get you. Seems saying. stupid.
0: Like I said, I'm not overly excited about it, but I'll I'm you interested.
1: What, it's better than Venom.
0: Oh, probably. I hope so.
1: <laughs> so I hope so. There's that.
0: But yeah, I'm interested enough. I'll. I mean, I'll. I'll definitely be seeing it in theaters, so it's not like I'm. I have no interest. Yeah. Morbius stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Tyrese Gibson, and Jared Harris, and releases on January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Moving on to the next trailer, Dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give a synopsis first. Go ahead. So, Army Ranger Briggs, played by Channing Tatum is tasked with transporting a dog all the way down the West Coast to its former handler's funeral. However, the dog has severe PTSD and behavioral issues. Briggs and Lulu the dog will have to learn to understand each other in order to make it to the funeral on time. So this movie was showcased at CinemaCon, and the premise sounded super interesting to me, which was slightly different than what the trailer kind of sells. But the trailer... I don't know. What do you think? I think it
1: looks dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's dumb.
0: The trailer makes it look dumb.
1: Yeah. It I, looks I,
0: like I, a very generic, like, feel good. It feels like, like it adventure. could have been a lifetime.
1: I'm tired of these, like, uh, dog movies. Like, I, I I like Marley and me. That was a great dog movie. But yeah. the, the movie with the dog, you could hear the dog's thoughts and it, like, gets lost and shit. I'm so tired of these dog movies.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. A dog's purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that.
1: Um and I'm I'm just in the one with um Harrison Ford when he had like the Oh
0: I did see that, but that was stupid because the the dog was completely CGI. It wasn't a bad movie. Like the movie was decent, which by the way, Harrison Ford is maybe in half of that movie. <laughs> they they marketed it as him being the main character. He's absolutely not.
1: I'm just why are we still making like Dog. Uh, the premise that you just read, I didn't get that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I I got that there would be going on a trip together and it's about bonding. Uh, I definitely didn't get that from the trailer though. And I hate because the why is it just a dog? Bad title, but
0: whatever. I don't know. It was it was. I know that the, the title is awful, but it was sold at CinemaCon. It was sold as this. Maybe it wasn't, but the way that I interpreted it was, it was gonna be like a drama. About Channing Tatum having to like retrain this dog that's like super fucked up. And that's not at all. This, it just seems like a lighthearted road trip.
1: Seems like a a comedy in the trailer. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, Dog will be released on February 18th, 2022. Last trailer we're going to talk about is the trailer for Turning Red. Did you watch this trailer? No. No?
1: Is that the new uh, Pixar one?
0: Yeah yeah i know of it i didn't watch it no oh no okay well that's disappointing <laughs> let me read the synopsis first okay go ahead dorky yet confident 13 year old may lee suddenly turns into a giant red panda adding even more complications to her chaotic adolescence i'm disappointed because the only reason i wanted to talk about this trailer is because i wanted to see what you thought of it why would you think about it i really don't like this trailer <laughs>
1: well that premise was sounded bad but
0: yeah the but it's pixar yeah this is a pixar movie i don't know how the movie will be but if the trailer is any indication it looks like it's going to be awful it absolutely does not seem like a pixar movie it feels like a like More despicable a me movie. kind of like yeah not that despicable me is bad but it's not it's very childish and very like surface level i don't know when you get a chance watch this trailer and tell me if you agree because a lot of people are like people that i know and like movie pundits on online and everything are loving the trailer and i'm just like what why well
1: i'll tell you what though like if i uh had to like read the premise of let's say uh inside out before i saw it i'll probably think it was the dumbest thing of all time and that worked out so Yeah, but the
0: Inside Out trailers didn't look stupid. Yeah,
1: you're right. The trailers didn't, but I'm just going off the premise that you just read to me, and it sounds like the dumbest thing. It sounds like a short or like a Despicable Me kind of universe movie-ish.
0: If the second trailer is better, or like if I start hearing it's actually like a fantastic movie worthy of the Pixar name, I'll go see it. But as of right now, I have no interest in even seeing this movie. Anyway, Turning Red releases on March 11th, 2022 all right that's it for the trailers of November 2021 now let's talk about the movies we saw in November 2021 Deshawn I know that due to personal life circumstances the worst
1: car problems of all time (laughs) you were we're
0: unable to see very many movies in November which one do you want to talk about first tick tick boom or Eternals
1: uh let's do Eternals
0: all right the big story that was surrounding Eternals was the Rotten Tomatoes score. And it's the it's the first ever Rotten MCU movie. And after having been in theaters for over a month, Eternals now sits at a 48% critic rating and a 78% audience rating. Now, what do you think? Do you think it deserves the forty eight percent?
1: No, I'm definitely closer to the 78. I don't get the uh critic rating at all personally.
0: How many how many times did you see the movie? Twice. Okay, I only had a chance to see it once. Like, I really wanted to see it a second time before being able to give it, like, a review. Yeah. But alas, no such luck. Right off the bat, I will say that this movie is kind of messy.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Do you So you agree with that? Definitely messy, yes. Not even getting into story-wise yet, just the editing and the dialogue all felt very choppy and weird. Did you notice that?
1: Uh, only time I ever thought that the dialogue was weird was uh during the dinner scene
0: it all it all just felt like every almost every interaction i got i guess i got used to it as the movie went on or just got better as the movie went on but for the first like i don't know maybe 30 minutes of the movie i just kept noticing how like there were just like half a second maybe a second too long of pauses between lines or something that just made I, it I feel
1: that in the beginning yeah it that felt went...
0: I don't, all of the dialogue just felt unnatural yeah. This is why I wanted to see it a second time because I saw it over a month and a half ago now. Yes. So I can't recall like specific things, but I don't know. It just, a big part of what a director's job is on set and like while cutting the movie is making sure that the actors are giving believable performances and good performances. There's no bad acting in the movie, but the just the, the, Dialogue just felt so. And I'm, I know I'm crazy because I'm the only one that's like nobody else is saying this. <laughs> so I know I'm crazy, but it's just, there was just something about it as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this is really poorly put together. I don't know. That's why I've, I really need to see it a second time. And it'll be on Disney Plus in like less than yeah. a month. So yeah,
1: see it again. I think you'll change a little bit, but I saw it twice. First time I saw it, I don't want to say I disliked it, but I was like, okay. Second time I saw it, I actually liked it more. So.
0: I do think I will like it more because, you know, you read reviews and you you read what people think on like yeah. Reddit threads and you, you watch people's YouTube reviews and stuff like that. And they point out a lot of things that you don't notice and things like that. Yeah. So I think a second viewing would be good. But before I start sounding like I didn't like this movie, let me just say a couple of things that I did like, which is visually it is great. It's yes. shot using natural light on location. It's got good CGI. It's very colorful. It's a very visually striking MCU movie. I would say one of the most well-shot MCU movies to date.
1: Easily, yeah.
0: I enjoyed most of the characters. Not all of them, but most of them. I liked Icarus, Sprite, Fastos, Druig. Is that the yeah. one that can like, control? Yeah. Yeah. Druid. Very surprising.
1: Um, him. Like I thought I wouldn't like him. I turned out liking him probably second most.
0: Yeah. Kingo, of course. I love Kingo. But as far as characters go, Cersei was kind of boring in one note to me. Like, she was the de facto main character, I guess, but she didn't really feel like she was the main character, despite the fact that she did more than any other character. Like, she didn't stand out from the crowd enough to feel like she's the one driving the story forward. Like, it just felt like... She's only the main character because they needed to pick somebody to do more than everybody else. Like, that's just how it felt.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Fina was kind of inconsistent and felt like more of a plot device than anything. Sometimes she was really cool, really good at fighting, really like reliable. And then other times she was like kind of aloof. I
1: then she was she snap to into that, uh, that mode.
0: Yeah, which I thought was I understand why they did it and why they had it, but I thought it was boring. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I don't.
1: Yeah, I was do like, this. don't. I was, I was like, don't do it again. I don't need to right. see it like happen again. And then it happens again. I'm like, okay,
0: right. It happens four or five times in the movie. Like, okay. I liked the way that they showcased all of their powers throughout the movie. Talking story wise, now there are definitely some script issues. I don't want to get into spoilers because it's not out. It's not out on Disney Plus yet but there are definitely big glaring flaws with both of the main conflicts the deviants and the other one that i'm not going to spoil
1: yeah fully agree yeah
0: um i guess telling the story telling the story chronologically would have been boring and like uninspired but the way they told it was also like it just made the movie drag like we were halfway through the movie before all of the Eternals were even assembled, which was really like it really messed with the pacing. There was a point where I legitimately thought, "Oh my God, we still don't even have all of them together yet." Like we were halfway through the movie and they weren't even all together yet to fight this main bad guy. I feel like I'm doing nothing but trashing this movie.
1: It sounds like it, but I know you, I, I get what you're coming from, though. Yeah, yeah, but that see, uh, even when they get together, um, it doesn't feel like. I'll take it back to Avengers. When they're all together and obviously get that circle shot, you're like, okay, this is it. They're going to get shit done now. When they all get together, the Eternals, I'm still not convinced. Does that make sense?
0: Well, to defend Eternals, we had four individual movies building up to that moment where the Avengers get together. That's fair. So it definitely felt like a more impactful moment when it finally happened
1: okay you know what would have been a better comparison guardians one when they all decide that they're losers and that they're gonna actually help for once you remember that scene when they like yeah st-
0: i do yeah that when they all st- uh great now we're all standing <laughs> everyone's standing
1: yeah that scene like even now there's no scene like that in Eternals, obviously. but um yeah. even when they're all together in guardians one i still feel like all right this is this is the team you know this is with Eternals. i'm like all right i guess i wasn't invested enough in them i'm no. like I, I don't care about like, i care I care about all the guardians first time seeing it i was like i care all, about all you now eternals i'm like okay
0: yeah i absolutely 100 agree i think they tried to be a little too i don't know i would say there wasn't there just wasn't enough heart in eternals as the movie went on and we did learn more about the characters, I did get more into it. But for a while, yeah, it just kind of felt like it was trudging along with like no clear purpose until the reveal that comes about a third of the way into the movie. And it's a reveal that's delivered in a very lazy way, by the way. It's just kind of like, oh, and also this, Yeah. by the way. I did really love the underlying theme of the movie and what the writers were trying to accomplish. It's a very ethical film that causes you to question morality and the greater good but i just didn't feel like they were able to get it across as well as they could have and honestly as i was watching the movie these aren't themes that i was like taken by i wasn't like oh man these are great like this is a great gray area black and white it wasn't until after the fact after i saw the movie that i'm reading about what people are taking away from the movie that i i saw i realized yeah. There is like this underlying question of morality and what do you do? Do you help the greater good or whatever? So that like that's something that I if I watch it a second time, I may end up enjoying it more with that in mind. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Overall, Eternals is in the bottom half of the MCU movies for me. It's definitely not a bad movie.
1: It's definitely not deserving of what? 48% you said? Right. Come on. Like, I but see I can understand alone.
0: I can understand it being at a forty eight percent because all that means this? is that who like the people that reviewed it didn't give it at least a six out of ten. So as much as I'm pointing out the lows, the highs were very high. There were a lot of small lows, but there were a few very big highs. Yeah. So like overall, the highs were able to lift the film enough that I came out having enjoyed it. I liked it. I'll say, yeah, i will say I liked it. I'll, I'll, that's where <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it. I'm not going to say I really liked it. I'll say I liked it. Overall, I would give Eternals a 7.4. What would you give it?
1: I think I ended up around 7.7. 7. I actually, I can't wait for it to come on Disney Plus so I can watch it again and see if that changes, but 7.7.
0: 7. Okay. And now we talk about the only other movie that you saw in November, Tick, Tick, Boom. So going into this, I thought it was going to be about jonathan larson's life like leading up to and including him writing rent which is not the case for the first bit of the movie i was actually kind of confused as to what it was about (laughs) because my uneducated ass didn't know that tick tick boom was an actual stage musical that jonathan larson wrote yeah so this is gonna make me sound stupid but i thought what he was performing throughout the movie the, like the performance that we keep cutting back and forth from was the show that he was writing throughout the film, which was called Superbia.
1: Oh, okay. I see. Yeah.
0: So that just caused like all sorts of confusion for me for a good bit of the movie where I thought the songs were all original because they weren't the songs he was writing in Superbia. And I had no idea Superbian never made it to Broadway. I don't no, like I said I'm no. uneduc- extremely uneducated, and I'm stupid. So it's not my, it's not the movie's fault. It's my fault. <laughs> but anyway, once I found my bearings, uh, I was good, and I was really into the movie. I actually watched it twice already. Wow. I mean, that's how much I liked it. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda's direction is magnificent, especially for a first-time director. Yeah. The one criticism I would have is that it feels like his creativity was kind of stunted by his experience with the stage it felt like he just didn't he's so used to the limitations of a stage that he just didn't if he can open up a bit more and really utilize the film medium and break away from his stage background i feel like he's gonna be he's unstoppable as a director That being said, I feel the need to reemphasize how great of a job he did in spite of it being the first film he's ever directed because it is still a really well-directed movie. I don't know. What did you think of it?
1: I actually really loved it. Loved it. Um, Oh. Yeah. I I remember I texted you this um, after. I was like, I can't imagine anyone. Number one, Andrew Garfield. I forgot he was Andrew Garfield in the movie. And I, I already told you, I think he's going to win the Oscar for it.
0: As of right now, he's definitely my pick to win. It's just, it's a real shame that all of the talk about Andrew Garfield right now is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Like all of all of the, like he, when he was doing the, the press circuit for it, everybody just kept asking him, are you in No Way Home? Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, shut up. Let me talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, he,
1: he's, he's amazing in it. It's he awesome. is
0: incredible.
1: In it. You just you could see the heart that went into it. It wasn't like just a normal run of the mill biopic, you know?
0: Yeah. This it, this it was heart. Yeah. This show. From what I understand, I don't know. I don't know Lin Manuel Lin- Lin- Miranda's life, but from what I've read, I, I I do know that he did love the show. So it's base. It's probably a passion project for him, and I think you can feel it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Overall, I would give Tick Tick Boom an eight point five.
1: Yep, 8.5 for me, too.
0: Oh, all right. Um, right. I'm going to breeze right through. I did actually see quite a few movies this month. I tried to see at least one a week. Sometimes I saw more than one a week, but I didn't have any car problems, so it was a little easier for me. Yeah, um, brag about it. <laughs> oh, I've had car problems in the past. Don't, don't worry. All right, so i will start with Belfast. Belfast is basically a snapshot of one family living in one small town at one specific point in history. So it's a very small scale movie. I would say it's it's a love letter to Kenneth Brana, who is the director. It's a, a a love letter to his childhood home. Um, there's definitely a lot of standout performances with an all but guaranteed nomination for okay, I'm gonna try to pronounce her name. Ktroni Katrona Balfa? I don't know. I'm sure I butchered the shit out of her name. katrona <laughs> I don't know and probably others too but I she is probably I don't even want to say probably I'm gonna say she is all but guaranteed to be nominated um, even the little kid was great uh, it's very beautifully shot but my my only gripe with that is that it was in black and white and to me shooting a movie in black and white kind of hinders it like it's a beautifully shot movie but the black and white made it feel kind of flat and just sucks all the character out of the film in my opinion. I know a lot of people love when a movie's in black and white. Personally, why? In my opinion, why? Color gives it so much more. And it it moved kind of slow, the movie. Like, there were a couple times where I looked at my phone thinking, like, oh my god, how much is left of this movie? But it was still very good. Very, very good. I will give Belfast an 8 out of 10. Next movie is Red Notice. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, and Gal Gadot. It's a stupid action movie with a surface-level plot, but it was still a lot of fun. So Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson's interactions were what made the movie to me. Like, they were just brilliant. And Gal Gadot plays a character that is so different from anything else she's ever played before. And it was brilliant. like it was very clear that she had a lot of fun with it. The fun that she had with it shined through, and it was... It made me enjoy watching her. But anyway, if you're looking for mindless fun and you're not looking for, like, cinema, you'll like it. You'll enjoy it. So I'll give Red Notice a 6.7. Next movie is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I didn't grow up loving the Ghostbusters movies. I have no attachment to the characters or anything. I was merely looking forward to this movie as a fun fantasy adventure film with recognizable characters. That's it. That's all I was looking for. And I will say it's delightful it's fun whether you love ghostbusters or not you'll have a great time with this movie it's jam-packed with fan service but it's also a brand new kind of have you ever you've seen the ghostbusters movies right yeah
1: of course
0: this movie if it didn't have all of the obvious nods to ghostbusters it wouldn't feel like a ghostbusters movie like it's a brand new kind of movie with a completely different tone and brand new characters what'd you say
1: That's what I got from the trailers. It felt like a completely different tone.
0: Yeah. And like all the new characters are great, especially the main girl, Phoebe. She's awesome. And it's just, it's a fun movie. It's nothing, nothing's blown. It's not blowing up the world, but it's, it's, it's fun. So yeah, I'll give Ghostbusters Afterlife an 8.1. The next movie I saw is House of Gucci. The first trailer for this movie was probably my favorite trailer all year. Top three, at least. Uh, the movie however did not deliver on that promise it definitely wasn't a bad movie at, by any stretch it just did not live up to any expectations that it set from the trailer like the pacing is kind of weird and like the passage of time is confusing at points the only frame of reference we have for the passage of time is the age of their daughter and it's really weird like one scene she's a baby and then there'll be like a couple of scenes where some, like, oh, the, the, these two characters are talking and then a scene where these two characters are talking. And then the next scene, they show Lady Gaga and Adam Driver together and their daughter's two years old. And it's like, oh, wait, so when did the other two scenes happen? Did they happen when she was a baby? Did they happen when she was two? Did they happen somewhere in between? Like, it's very hard to gauge what when, when things are happening in this movie. The best way I could describe it is the trailer was electrifying, like it had this electricity to it that the movie, while still interesting and entertaining, did not have. And they also breezed right over the most interesting part of the story and rushed to the end. Lady Gaga was outstanding and will definitely be nominated for Best Actress and potentially win. Like, she was that good. And she she by far has the most screen time and carried the whole movie. So I was very impressed. I really liked her in a star is born, but that uh, you could like claim that that movie, she kind of leaned on what she knew with the singing and everything with this. There's, she doesn't sing a single note in this movie. She doesn't do anything pop star like, and she was incredible. Um, The other performances were really good, but not nothing like stood out. I could see maybe Al Pacino getting like a supporting actor nomination, but i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't maybe even adam driver i don't know how was
1: uh I was leto
0: cartoonish
1: <laughs> that's what i feared yeah yeah
0: he wasn't joker bad like to the point where it was cringeworthy he was just over the top and just clearly going for that flashy look at me performance like he like has been doing lately there was absolutely no reason jared leto needed to be cast in that role other than to say hey huh? Look at this transformative performance! You barely—he's not even recognizable. Give him an Oscar. Like that's just what it felt like. It felt like they were just going for that. Do you want to know what Jared Leto acted like the whole time? Sure. Go go play Mario sixty four and listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what no. he sounds like. He say talks like these the whole time. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. If you said do do an impression of Jared Leto in House of Gucci. I would say, oh, this is very nice. It tastes very, it's it's, it's very good. I like the pizza. That's a 100% what he sounds like. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give House of Gucci a 7.3. Next movie is King Richard. I wasn't really looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Like it seemed like it was going to be just a very by the numbers biopic, and that's exactly what it is. But it's elevated by great performances and really good direction. And Will Smith is great in this. Like I haven't seen Will Smith this good since I would say pursuit of happiness. And I could absolutely see him getting nominated for best actor. He's, he's really good in it. There was after a certain point, I, like you said, with Andrew Garfield, I forgot it was Will Smith. Like I said, it's a very typical safe biographical movie, but it is very enjoyable and worth watching And actually has a really good message in the end. So I'll give King Richard an 8.1. Alright, last movie that I saw in November was Encanto. Uh, Encanto was, was a charming movie with fun characters and a really good story. So we all know I'm a huge Disney fan. So I'm already starting with a bias towards this movie. That being said, I didn't love this movie like a lot of other people seem to be loving it. It's a very heartwarming and charming film. It's just not, in my opinion, it's not up to the standard that I expect from Disney. It's not quite on the same level as like Moana or Frozen. I would still say it It absolutely captures the imagination like any good Disney movie does. So I will give Encanto a 7.9. Quick side note, 2021 seems to be the year of Lin-Manuel Miranda because yeah, in what was it, in February? We had In the Heights, and then we had Tick, Tick, Boom, and then we have Encanto, which he wrote the music for. So, I don't know. It's a very Lin-Manuel Miranda year. All right, now we're going to talk about movies coming out in December. And like I said at the beginning, full disclosure, we are recording this on December, what is it, the 12th? So, two of these movies are already out, and I've already seen one of them. So, the first one that we're going to talk about is West Side Story. I saw this today, so... <laughs> i seeing it um, tomorrow, so okay. Um, I'm not going to say much about it. Um, the only thing I'll say is that, once again, Steven Spielberg proves why he is Steven Spielberg. Are you looking forward to West Side Story? You said you're seeing it tomorrow. Yes. So are you looking forward to it?
1: I am. That was a big uh, endorsement you just did, but it's Steven Spielberg, so...
0: Let's move on to the next movie coming out. The Matrix Resurrections. Are you looking forward to this?
1: No, I'll watch it, but um I was never like that big into The Matrix. I like the first one. second one's trash to me. third one is horrible.
0: Um I like the first one. I never saw the second or third one.
1: Eh, save yourself.
0: I mean for two reasons. one, the like I said, I liked the first one. I wasn't blown away by it like a lot of people were. Granted, I, I didn't see it until, like, I don't know, 20 years after. it When did it come out? 99? Yeah. So, yeah, I probably saw it, like, 12 years after it came out would be the first time I saw it. But also, everybody always said that the second and third Matrix movies are awful. So I've had zero desire to ever watch them. But I feel like I need to, I, I want to see the Matrix Resurrections because the trailer looks really cool. I really, really like the trailer. I didn't yeah. watch the second trailer, but that first trailer was really cool. So I feel like I need to watch the second and third one
1: to understand
0: if I'm going to know. got
1: Yeah, you have to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Matrix Resurrections comes out December 22nd. The next movie that comes out in December is The King's Man. Any excitement for this whatsoever?
1: I was really yeah. excited when I first saw it, when it was first coming out.
0: Yeah, same. But that was... Like it was supposed to come out, I believe, like summer of 2019 or something like that. This got postponed before COVID and then it kept getting postponed because of COVID. But originally it got postponed. I think it was supposed to come out like it, like originally it was either summer or fall, maybe even the end of 2019. And then it got pushed to February of 2020. Then it got pushed again and then COVID happened and it got pushed again. Did Disney push it after they, after the. Mm-hmm.
1: acquisition is that the original pushback
0: it might be yeah oh wow i'm still gonna see it it still might be good yeah. but my excitement for it has kind of been like oh god like this hasn't come out yet what the hell all right we do have there's obviously one big movie coming out that we're going to talk about but before we do let me just run through a few more that i want to see at least um coming out in december uh one is silent night have you heard of this no it's a. Uh, it's like a looks like a dark comedy with Kira Knightley. I think it might be out already. Actually, you f- you haven't seen anything about this?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Oh, dude, look up the trailer. It actually looks really good. Then there's the movie National Champions. Have you heard of this?
1: Yeah, with uh, JK.
0: Yeah, about the um the college football.
1: Yeah, they uh protest like he's a college um like he's a top college player and they protest right before the big game.
0: Yeah, it looks good. I want to see it. Next one is Being the Ricardos, which is the Aaron Sorkin written and directed movie about, what's her name? Lucille Ball.
1: And Ricky Ricardo.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. Next one is Nightmare Alley, which is the Guillermo del Toro one with a ton of people, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, so many people, I can't even remember all of them. And then the last one is The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes. Yes. That's going to be so good. Starring Denzel Washington.
1: Frances McDormand plays Lady Macbeth, so...
0: All right, time for the big ticket item.
1: Nice little indie film.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's probably going to go slip under the radar. I can't imagine very many people are going to go see this movie. But, you know, we're we're really super duper into film. Like, we're like like plugged into the whole thing, so we know about it. But, like, yeah. you might not have heard of it. It's this little movie. It's called Spider-Man No Way Home. Hi there. Alex here. Just wanted to pop in and point out that by the time most of you listen to this podcast, Spider-Man No Way Home will be in theaters. So the next 15-ish minutes are effectively irrelevant. So if you want to just skip ahead, I won't judge you. Deshaun might, but I won't. Okay, carry on. When tickets went on sale, as Deshaun and I know all too well, every single ticket site that exists, either app or website, crashed. And you couldn't get on to anything. And anything you could get onto had a virtual queue that took hours. And then once you got to the end of it, you couldn't do anything anyway because the site was frozen or the tickets were gone or whatever the case may be.
1: You know, the last time um, I had to go through a queue for a movie, I didn't, I, I didn't have to do it for Endgame. I think it's because I went to the theater to get the tickets. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. for uh, Force Awakens, they had the same thing where stuff like crashed and i had to wait in a queue that's yeah. the last time i remember a movie causing that
0: see i remember doing that with i remember waiting for the second trailer for force awakens was yeah. going to play during an eagles game right so i remember just waiting for it to air because it was like okay once this trailer airs that's when tickets are going to go on sale exactly yep. and that's what happened and i went right on and yeah you're right uh, Sites were crashing and there were queues, but I was still able to get tickets. I wasn't able to get tickets for Spider Man, which is like I did not expect that to happen. Yeah, well, fortunately,
1: I I forget when I texted you. Fortunately, I came through.
0: Fortunately, my my man, my man, saved the day. Yeah,
1: I have no life, so I just stayed on that queue.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I texted
1: you at like 2.51. That's when I got through. I got on at 12.01. I got on 12.01 that day. I didn't get my tickets, into, our tickets, till 2.51. I was in the queue that whole time. So That's insane. It, it, I remember it went from like 40 minutes all the way down to two minutes, and then when it got to two minutes, it said more than an hour left. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> yeah. I I want to throw my phone, but I was like, no, I got to see. Cause you can't see, I mean, you can see this movie not opening day,
0: but you're, you're risking. No, 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 no. no. This would be like this. I I was going to say, this would be like seeing end game, not opening day. I feel like this is worse than end game. I feel like there's going to be so much more, so many more surprises to spoil in this movie than even like force awakens or I don't know. Like I I can't think of any movie that had as many, what? I agree. Yeah, this
1: gonna the just every little thing that could possibly happen. Like the possibilities
0: are crazy. I think we have tickets for the first showing of the day, right? It's not for like the six or seven o'clock or whatever. Yeah, it's early. I know that earlier than if we didn't get those tickets, I would be going into there with earplugs in (laughs) because I would be worried that people coming out would be like, "Oh my God, did you see when Tobey Maguire slit Aunt May's throat?" Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my official prediction. I will say, when I went to see Encanto, the trailer started to play. Fortunately, I was able to get out. Immediately, I ran out of the theater, and all I saw was, uh, what's his name, Tom Holland's, a close-up of Tom Holland standing in the rain, and him saying, when I got bit by the spider. And even that was more than I wanted to see, so I was still pissed. But... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, you, did the go- you did the right thing.
0: So I, I don't even know what this movie's about. This is this is the last time we're gonna probably gonna talk before we see it. Do you have any like final predictions that help? We're like we haven't seen the trailer, so there might be people that listen to this that have seen the second trailer.
1: You idiots! I yes.
0: that. I do know which villains are in this movie. I feel like I I've known that for a while. Do you know? So I know.
1: No, Jimmy Fox as Electro's back. No, Alfred yeah. Molina's back as Doc. Ock. No, William Defoe's in it, but I know, I know um, that Sandman isn't it, but I don't know if it's the same actor. Um, I forget his name is like Thomas Th- Church. Thomas
0: Hayden Church. Yes, right. Because um, we we only see Sandman form. You know, we don't see. Do we see that in the trailer? All we see is sand. We don't see Sandman. All right, we see sand. We know it's Sandman. Though. My number one I w- I don't want to say my number one prediction cuz I don't know that this is going to happen. But the number one thing that I hope happens in this movie is that Topher Grace shows up as Eddie Brock. And then Toby Maguire, that's when to- that's the moment Toby Maguire shows up <laughs> and he says, "I'm going to put some dirt in your eye." <laughs> oh, by the way, I totally forgot about this. Um the last, I think it was the last podcast, I was talking about how all of the Marvel movies got pushed And I said, the first one to get pushed was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And it got pushed six weeks, which caused everything else to also get bumped. So I said, in that podcast, I said, that probably means that Doctor Strange is the one with the issues. Because Kevin Feige was asked, why is all this getting moved? And all he said was production issues. Like, that was it. Production issues. So I said, all right, well, then it makes sense that it would be Doctor Strange, since that's the first one causing this entire ripple effect. And it turns out, like, I don't know, a week or so later, they said Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is undergoing significant reshoots. Yeah. Maybe a week or two ago, Michael Keaton was on something or other, like Jimmy Fallon or something. And said, he was like, oh, and after this, I have to leave right from here and go shoot some Vulture stuff. Really? Yeah. What's the only Marvel Wait, movie? When you he,
1: he say that? Recently?
0: Yeah. It was like a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Some
1: Vulture stuff.
0: Yeah. So what's the only movie, only Marvel movie shooting right now that could possibly have Vulture in it? It's not wow. Thor Love and Thunder. He's not going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Now, do you think Vulture is going to be in No Way
0: Home? If I have to give a yes or no, I'll say yes. Okay. Here's something that I've said from the first trailer. Doctor Strange could be villainous in this. He almost seems like he is. There's two things that make me think, not necessarily that he's a villain, like a bad guy trying to destroy the world or whatever, just that he's opposing Spider-Man, which is one the the astral projection thing where he pushes him out of his body and then also the scene on the train it seems like Spider Man is running from Doctor Strange
1: I, I agree with that I it fully looked like he wasn't like helping them it looked like and you see Spider Man's like reaction in his eye like yeah he's shocked when he sees Doctor Strange it's like he's running away I agree with that
0: I don't know who knows all I know is that everything know. we're saying is one hundred percent wrong I, don't know. Right, I now, just think I just think even the everything with the villains everything. There's something going on that we don't know. And it's going to, yeah. the story is going to go in such a way that we're just like not expecting whatsoever. 100%. All right. Final, final question. Are Toby and Andrew in this movie? Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree.
1: hundred percent or
0: no, I can't I, say. Not there's the hundred,
1: not the hundred. All right. Over if I, border, dip, if 85. I, dip, what'd you say? Over, under 85%. Ooh,
0: that's
1: a, great that's a good number. It's a great number. Oh, man. Um, that's tough. Because, like, just, everything points to them being in it. Like, how pissed going s- they
0: if they're not? But I'm going to yeah. say just ever so slightly
1: under 85%. Wow. wow. And that still, that's still means they're in it. I mean, could mean they're in it under right. 85 but I like the under. I like that you took under. Are I'm over. Over. I'm fully in. I feel like the it's, it's the perfect, you can't have them not in it, you know?
0: You can. <laughs> you
1: very much can. You very much can.
0: It would just be weird. I don't think
1: they would ever do that, though.
0: Uh, the reason I am hesitant to say that they're in it is because if they are, they've done a really, 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 really good job of keeping that secret. Like, yeah, there's set leaks and all this stuff that could very, very easily be fake. Any of the things that I've seen that are quote-unquote leaks could easily be fake. Like, there was nothing that I was like, oh, shit, well, it's confirmed. But also, why would you have all the, the villains from past movies in it and not it's a, nice, Spider-Man? It's right in, and
1: like that, that's the thing. I would bet money that we see toby and andrew over just seeing let's say just toby or just andrew 100%. it'd be
0: weird if only one of them was in it
1: that's what i'm saying so i like i would bet any amount of money if i had to pick either or that both of them are in it as opposed to just one of them or none
0: isn't it weird though that like if they are in it how much they've all lied about it, it that's
1: like the marvel
0: God. handbook but like i don't think toby mcguire's been asked because i don't I, he's not around yeah. really like he's, he's not not doing good, really. Yeah. But Andrew Garfield has been asked probably 10 times. And every time he's like, no, 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 I'm not in this movie. Shut up. Talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. And then even Tom Holland was like, I promise you they are not in this movie. And I I, part of me of really the the evil part of me hopes they're not in it just so that people can be like, what the hell? (laughs) So that I could you could just point. To the fact that nobody ever said they were going to be in it. You just I let yourself they believe were. they were. Yeah. In fact, everybody that was asked said, no, they're not in it. Yet you continued to say, nah, they're in it. You won't fool me. Hey, hey uh, Kevin Feige, are Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in No Way Home? No, I swear on my wife and children, they <laughs> are not in it. Ah, they're in it. You're lying for us. You're just trying to keep it secret. No, I swear to you, I will slit my wrists to prove it to you. Oh, man, you're really devoted to this, keeping this a secret. Huh?
1: like, I'm with you on the cynical side. If they're not in it, that would be hilarious and people would lose their mind. But right. the risk you run is that you're, number one, tainting. A, I think it's going to be a good movie, but you're going to taint it
0: by doing that. Not yeah to, the they, the whole every the only thing every fanboy is going to talk about is exactly. yeah this was great this was good this was awesome this blah, 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 blah. but Toby and Andrew weren't in it so a, one out of 10 yeah you're going to taint the movie
1: too which I don't think would happen but you run the risk of losing trust and they never they never said they're in it but the people have these assumptions and it's outside looking in you see the old villains you see that there's a multiverse you think that they're going to be in it, so you could ruin that trust of Marvel fans, not even like the fanboys, casual people going just to see this, because it's going, it's going to be everyone going saying, "Oh well, they weren't in it. Why did they make it seem like they're in it? And they never did." So no, you're right. For Marvel's sake, I hope they're in it because, like, I don't want to even deal with the bullshit that people are going to be spewing about it.
0: For Marvel's sake and for my sake, I want to see them in the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. So you remember the first time you ever saw um, Civil War? You see Spider-Man grab the shield. Actually, did they show that in trailer first? Or yeah, no? that
0: was in the trailer. See, that ruined it. Hey, everyone. We saw Endgame together, right? Yes. Yeah, we because we were on the news. Do you remember when Cap picked up Thor's hammer and the eruption in that theater?
1: It was beautiful.
0: Beautiful. That times ten. I <laughs> think is what will happen. is Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I guess that's it. Do you Wait, have anything else? What
1: can we do any like last? I thought we just did predictions, but like I'm just gonna spitball right now. Yes or no? X-Men. Any hints of X-Men? No. Fantastic Four.
0: Post credits, if if anything.
1: Yeah. Cause John Watts is directing that and he's directing this. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh Blade. No. The Disney Plus shows.
0: No. Uh, Oh, a character that's already been confirmed by Kevin Feige that is remaining in the MCU. Yes. Daredevil.
1: Do you think Daredevil, Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox will be in this movie?
0: There is absolutely, positively no reason Kevin Feige would have announced that if he wasn't. I just remembered something that I thought about that is, I'm not going to say is an official prediction of mine. Like, I'm not willing to bet any money on it, but it's just something that I thought of. There Doing six weeks of reshoots of Doctor Strange. Why are they doing that? I mean, I obviously we don't know. But it, they've got to be doing something substantial. Like they had to push the movie back in order to account for these unexpected reshoots. My one theory that I'm not, again, not willing to lay down my life to defend is that Toby and Andrew aren't in Spider-Man. But they've seen how expectant people are uh, that they will be in it that they're like okay we gotta do something about this and then they end up putting them in doctor strange multiverse of madness just so (laughs) that people aren't like what the hell they could be like what we did and then show a trailer of multiverse of madness and be like see they're in this but when would when would we get that trailer though oh i would say probably within the next month or two okay so it'll be a whole
1: month of people being pissed off and then They'd be like, All right. Well, I guess they're in this one definitely. If they if they are in a movie, that would make sense.
0: All right, it's time to check the gate. Check the gate. Checking the gates. Checking the gate, please. Check the gate. Got it. Good. Checking gates. Checking the gate. Check the gate. Right. We've got it. check the gate. So check the gate is our closing segment where we basically just recommend things that we believe any film fan should see. It can be a movie, a TV show could just be a YouTube video. It could be a book to read. It could be anything. Anything related to the film industry. If we want you to see it, we're going to talk about it in our closing segment, Check the Gate. Deshaun, would you like to go first?
1: Yes. Mine is very simple. And if you're a fan of the old version of this show, you'll like the new show. Dexter New Blood. Have you seen Dexter, the OG one? That's a negative. Oh, must watch. And Dexter New Blood is redeeming every single bad thing you thought about. I'm talking to Dexter fans out there about season eight, the last season, because that was horrible. This is updated. It's, I think, uh, 10 years later now. And so far, it's been great. It's only been uh, six episodes. It's supposed to be a limited series, but I think it's getting great traction. So maybe they do something else. Dexter, New Blood, Showtime on Sundays.
0: See, now that's what Game of Thrones needs to do. They need to come back in five years. And
1: And fix their mistakes.
0: Yeah, and be like, Hey, remember all this? Uh, Never mind this now.
1: That's basically what Dexter's. They're not like getting rid of the past, but they're saying, all right, we know that shit sucked. So this is what he's doing now. It's been great so far.
0: All right. So mine is actually a documentary that you may have seen from the one and only John Campia. Did you watch his documentary? Yes. So this documentary is called Movie Trailers, A Love Story. It's about movie trailers and basically the origin of movie trailers and what makes movie trailers so great and how they've developed over the years and why they connect so much with an audience and things like that. Basically about the history and the importance and the impact of movie trailers on society. It's actually really good, especially as somebody who just loves trailers. It's a really good documentary. Like, I would recommend it to anybody. The problem that I would say is... You have to buy it on Amazon, I believe. Like, you can't rent it, and there's nowhere to watch it for free. You have to buy it. But I think it's only $5 or something. It's not expensive. Maybe it's $10. I forget. But it's definitely worth it. If you like movie trailers, if you like movies, if you like documentaries, if you like documentaries about movies, if you like movies about documentaries, if you like documentaries about movie trailers, if you like movie trailers at all, you'll like this. And I highly recommend it. Yeah. Movie trailers, a love story. Check it out. All right. Um, I think that's about it for today. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, Deshaun?
1: No, I think that's about it.
0: Do you realize we started this podcast a year ago? Wow, it's been a whole year? Yeah, I think December 5th of 2020 was our first episode. You know how many episodes, including this one, we've had in a year? Nine. Yeah, a whopping nine. But do you know how many listens we've had? Not including this one, obviously, because as we're recording this, it's not out yet. But... Do you know how many listens we've had per episode on average per episode? I think the number is 51. Wow. Yeah, it's a, an average average. Well, no, so some no. have some have more, some have less, but av- on average oh. we have we get an average of 51 listens per episode. Pretty good for a podcast that's been out for a year and has a total of less than 1 per month. But it'll, it'll get
1: better. We'll get better with that.
0: Anyway, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, feel free to share it with your friends and family. We are on all the major podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, you name it. Uh, and we now have an Instagram page where you can join in on the conversation. So follow us on Instagram at Mikes and Movies Podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been the Mikes and Movies Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Farewell.